0: Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger.
1: My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself.
0: Now it's time for Walker Retail Ranger.
1: Merle Haggard, everybody. So that was another Bill McClintock special, uh, pretty recent. If you want to check out the full version, check out his uh, YouTube channel. He's got quite a few mashups there. That was, of course, Merle Haggard and Survivor, Eye of the Haggard. What do you think? <laughs> that was a pretty good title. That was good. All right. Hey, folks, welcome to Episode 72 of the Walker Retail Ranger Podcast. Today is Sunday, April 30th, 2023. How are you, Liz?
2: Doing fantastic.
1: Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> Love them pants. Thank you. Um, Hey, did you know what uh, the holidays are today? No. How about I tell you something? You'll love this one. Uh, National Bugs Bunny Day.
0: Oh, yay!
1: I know you're a fan. Did you know he came out in like 1938? Yeah. Uh, That dude's been around a minute.
2: He was weird looking though.
1: Yeah, it was kind of (laughs) freaky. Those were kind of scary looking cartoons Mm -hmm. back then. Uh, It is also National Bubble Tea Day, which apparently is a tea with tapioca pearls in it. It's like an Asian cuisine type thing.
2: If you have to explain it, it probably shouldn't be a holiday. That's kind of
1: scary. Uh, (laughs) Well, it's National Honesty Day.
2: Okay, I was just honest.
1: You were very honest. Uh, International Jazz Day, National Oatmeal Cookie Day, Mm. and National Raisin Day.
2: Well, that's convenient.
1: (laughs) Yeah, oatmeal and raisin. I mean, can't they just combine the two? They had to make two. (laughs) Um, And we don't normally cover the week, but since we talked about raisins, it's a Go Diaper Free Week.
2: (laughs)
0: What? What?
1: Yeah, uh, it kind of caught my eyes. Uh, Back in the day, um, I remember when my little brother Kevin and Paul were born in Scotland. uh, They were actually on cloth diapers back then. Yeah, I remember. So this is kind of like getting rid of the convenience of, you know, the disposable diapers and just kind of going old school and... Yeah. All right. I'm glad I'm not of the age where I'm wearing diapers, because I would take advantage of Diaper Free Week, and you would be hurting.
2: I'll probably Are those be, raisins on the floor? I'll be visiting relatives.
1: All right. So what you got cooking there, Liz, on that note? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I switched up to dessert this week. Yes, you did. I made Mounds cake.
1: Yes. Like
2: the candy bar, but it's in a cake form.
1: And longtime so- listeners should know, and close friends, friends and family... Her mounds candies that she make are gourmet, <laughs> like unbelievably. And it's National Honesty Day. Oh. So thank I've got to be telling the truth. Oh, all here. right. Um, one of my favorite desserts. So you turned it into a cake.
2: Yes. So I baked a chocolate sheet cake and split it in half, all like, right. you know, long ways. Did you freeze it first? I did freeze it just because it's easier. Yeah. And it doesn't get all crummy. Yeah. But I made, like, basically two layers. Okay, and then I made a filling to go inside, which of course has coconut. Um, it's I got the recipe from AllRecipes.com um, for the actual filling. It's five and a half cups of coconut, sweetened condensed milk, one can of that, and a cup and a half of confectioner's sugar. Mm-hmm. I added two teaspoons of vanilla. Sure. And a pinch of salt. That's what you do. Because that's what I do. What do. <laughs> yep. That's actually how I make my candies. Okay, this with that filling.
1: Listen up, folks, she is revealing
2: secrets. <laughs> I roll it up in a log and well in several logs with saran wrap, mm-hmm. freeze them, then cut them into discs. and then I use the chocolate candy, um, the chocolate that you melt for right candy, right, and dip them in those and let them set and they're amazing. Yes, they are. But anyway, you take the filling smooth over the top of one half of the cake. And then put the other half on top. All right. And it's still semi frozen at this point, so I kind of smash it down. Oh, I even okay. put like um, a cutting board on top and put some weight on it just to kind of make it all meld together. All right. Um, then you can either buy a can of chocolate icing, put it in the microwave, warm it up a little bit. Make sure you take that foil.
1: Oh yeah, you don't want to put it in uh, the that microwave. Foil thing that could be off. exciting. <laughs>
2: yeah. And then spread that over. Um, what I used was the same, it's like homemade magic shell. Yeah,
1: she, she makes her own magic shell, folks, <laughs> which is crazy to me because like she'll put it on my ice cream and it, it actually freezes up like magic shell. Yeah,
2: and it's so easy. But it it's tastes like, better. It's um, a half a bag of chocolate chips, whatever kind you want, and close to a fourth of a cup of the solid coconut oil. All right. And just kind of slowly heat it up in the microwave till it's all melted. Then you got to kind of let it cool a little bit. Because once it hits that frozen cake, you don't want it to just freeze immediately. All right. So then you just um, smooth that over. If you have enough of the icing, I, I ran a little short. Um, you can do all the sides and everything. And then I stick in the refrigerator just kind of help that chocolate set and then take it back out. Because you don't want it to stay frozen. But it was pretty good.
1: Oh, it was. The, the only... Critique, if I were to have one, on National Honesty <laughs> and Day. And I,
2: I accept, I like critiques.
1: Is the coconut, I would prefer if it was more mounsy, like the, the texture, because like the shredded coconut... I don't know. Is there a way to, like, grind that up more, do you think? Yeah, so I it's more... throw it
2: in the food processor. Yeah, make it just
1: because I was chewing it. It was tasty. It tasted like a mound. But it was a lot of... But it was a lot of stringy action after. Like okay. I was still chewing coconut after I swallowed the cake. You know what I'm saying? And I, I
2: did see another recipe where you don't worry about splitting the cake in half. Just put that filling on top of the cake. Oh, no. In
1: between was And the then,
2: yeah, I think it would be better in between. It was.
1: That way you get a good good proportion. Yeah. On National Honesty Day. All right. And we didn't talk about oatmeal or raisins with that. <laughs> Cool. Is that what you got? Yeah, that's
2: pretty much it. Well, it
1: was awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I love that magic shell stuff, though. That stuff still boggles so my mind that it's just coconut oil and chocolate, but yeah. they make it sound like it's magic. <laughs> well, I would imagine the ones that you buy in the store probably have some kind of other I would chemical totally byproduct that or something. they do, yeah. All right. So, let's go into the, uh, the retail roundup, shall we? All right. All right. So, obviously, we talked about Bed Bath & Beyond last week and their demise and how last Wednesday was the last day to use their coupons, right? Right. Published April 28th, 2023 from the Retail Dive staff, I guess a bunch of staff, Uh, don't throw away those big blue coupons just yet. Bed Bath & Beyond's coupons famously never expired. I didn't realize that. They didn't have expiration dates on them?
2: Huh.
1: Uh, But those days are over now that the retailer is going out of business under the watchful eye of a judge in the U.S. Bankruptcy Court of the District of New Jersey. Customers can no longer redeem coupons, the home goods retailer advised on its website. Not so fast.
0: <laughs> Those
1: big blue 20% off coupons from Bed Bath & Beyond are still good at a few other stores, Ooh. hoping to grab some of the retailer's market share, at least for a little while. Uh, through the end of May, for example, the Container Store... I've never been to a Container Store. Me either. We've got plenty of Containers. Uh, <laughs> the Container Store customers can bring a, quote, competitor's blue coupon, end quote, uh, to any location for 20% off a single item. Nice. Big Lots shoppers have a little less time, but through May 7th, customers can use a Bed, Bath & Beyond coupon to receive 20% off a purchase of at least $50. bucks. All right. Man, those are the vultures going after the body Heck there. Yeah, huh? man. Oof. Uh, for anyone who has missed their last opportunity to redeem one of these coupons, Big Lots is opening our doors to help you save on your entire purchase. Big Lots CEO, Bruce Thorne. What a cool name. I'm Bruce (laughs) Thorne. He's a superhero. Big lots. Uh, Well, he said that in a statement. Oh, that's nice. So that's kind of cool. All right. uh, Another happy news. 2,300. This is also by the uh, retail dive staff, April 28th. 2,300. That's the number of layoffs instituted by Gap Incorporated since September.
2: Ooh.
1: Uh, Last fall, the company confirmed the elimination of 500 jobs, and this week it added another 1800 to those plans um and we'll get into the article a bit here but i didn't realize gap incorporated there there are several companies they're not just the gap anymore uh the struggling apparel conglomerate is in the midst of a search for a chief executive i mean i'm available (laughs) Uh, but it's undertaking a restructuring to slash its expenses and streamline its leadership ranks i like that streamlining its leadership ranks they're laying off corporate yes Uh, Interim CEO Bob Martin, not as cool as uh, Mr. Thorn there, uh, also the board chair, for weeks now has said the effort will yield annualized savings of 300 million. Wow! And lead to more creativity, <laughs> as the company attempts a comeback.
2: I mean, it's try to figure out how creativity. you can do everybody else's job. Yes,
1: cross-training <laughs> is what they're going to call it. Uh, Gap Incorporated swung into the red in 2022 ending the year with a $202 million net loss oh. compared to 2021's $256 million in net income. Man, they swung the wrong wow. way. yeah. Seriously, they, they went backwards big time. Uh, the retailer whose brands, Athleta, Banana Republic, Gap, and Old Navy all suffered falling sales in quarter four, uh, and they're not sufficiently focused on correcting those declines, according to Global Data Managing Director Neil Saunders. And here, here, Neil's right here. The problem is that no retailer ever shrank their way to success, Sanders said by email. It's a one-way street that rarely has a positive outcome. Mm. And that's a reality. I mean, a lot of, it it really takes a lot of effort to turn a a sinking ship. I remember when a company I worked for did some major office space type restructuring, Mm -hmm. um, at the corporate office and they trimmed a lot. We got lean, but they really, really avoided doing anything at store level to impact us. Cause you know, we're out there being the worker bees right. making the honey. Yeah. So, th- and that was fine. We, our company turned very successful. Yada, yada, yada. But these folks that are cutting everything and making it harder at the stores, they're, they're going to see that uh, that's where the rubber meets the road. So they got to take care of that rubber. That's right. Uh, speaking of that, uh, office space, uh, Megan and Lucas came by this morning and she had never seen that movie and it's funny because she kind of works in a cubicle type office situation. so uh, there was a reference to that at some point when we were having breakfast this morning and we decided that was going to be our show to our movie to watch today. and my gosh, that was a great movie. It was. I had it's not seen hilarious. it. 1999 that thing came out. Ooh. And uh, as I was bringing up during the movie, the number of references that I use in my daily retail life, even though you know I'm not a corporate office type gig, I still can relate to a lot of that office space stuff, (laughs) like the the TPS reports, some of the senseless paperwork that we just do to do. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was just kind of neat. Anyways, that's my little blast from the past with office space. Highly recommend watching that. All right. This is interesting. Self-checkout is now the dominant checkout format in grocery, study says. Uh, This is by Peyton Begora, associate editor. uh, Published April 26, 2023 self-checkout terminals are now the dominant grocery checkout format, accounting for 55% of transactions in 2022, according to a new video mining study released Tuesday. Uh, At the end of 2022, self-checkout made up nearly half 48% of all checkout registers, with shoppers continuing to seek out these machines as they become more accustomed to them, according to the findings. Uh, Grocers have turned to self-checkout technology more in recent years, in order to improve the in-store shopping experience, as well as combat rising labor costs and labor shortages.
2: Well, what helps with that, too, is there's always an associate there to help you. You right. know, if somebody, if the, let's say, you know, the lines are long right. and you've never done self-checkout. Yeah, most
1: most places have somebody that'll help you get through there and, and help you run. Yeah, it up. Yeah,
2: kind of walk you through it.
1: And, and I'm, I probably use it half the time that I go to my local Sheet's convenience store here. I mean, sometimes I go, through, if there's nobody in line, yeah. I like to go just have that personal interaction with the person behind the counter because I know them, but then like if there's a couple customers in line, I don't want them to feel like they got to open up another register. So I just go over to that That's little right. self-checkout thing yeah. and, and boom, I did it this morning. <laughs> I don't even like have any interactions with anybody paying my gas. It's all on my phone now. Like I don't even swipe my credit card there
2: because
1: yeah. of fear of the shenanigans at the pumps with the, uh, what do they call those the things? Scanner, yeah, the Yeah, the scanner things. So... The video mining study found that shoppers are increasingly embracing self-checkout with usage increasing by 53% in five years and up 17% from 2020 to 2022. So it, it, it started slow there, 17% yeah. the first couple of years, last three, it's like smoked. Uh, the Shopper Insights firm, which works with retailers including Target, Walmart, and Family Dollar... Credits this boost in self-checkout utilization to the option being more available as shoppers gravitate towards self-service tools. So I think people kind of getting used to that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the pandemic helped train people to do stuff on your own, like online <laughs> no. shopping and stuff. Uh, grocers have also expanded self-checkout services to improve the customer experience. 70% of shoppers did not have to wait in line at all in 2022, a significant increase from only 19% of shoppers in 2017. And that's the thing. I mean, if there's you walk into a place there's six self checkouts, you literally don't have to wait. True. And it's got to be quicker, doing it yourself. As long as you're familiar with, yeah, you know, not buying weighables and stuff like yeah, that.
2: Yeah, the weighables can get tricky well, if you don't know what you're doing. And the
1: funny thing is, I was in Walmart the other day. I had to get an orange because I saw some TikTok trend thing how to clean your headlights. So I had to buy an orange <laughs> and baking soda and try it, and it worked pretty good. Um, but, like, the, the little scan bar with the PLU on the orange actually scanned at the register. Interesting. And that's a super small one, so that technology's improving quite a bit. I mean, I think that's probably one of the biggest hang-ups is people trying to learn the produce and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, the codes and all that stuff. It's funny, because I've, I've been joking with a couple customers of mine. They actually know the codes for bananas and stuff now. And <laughs> it's kind of funny.
2: 4022.
1: 4011. Oh, shoot. 4022 is grapes, I believe. <sighs> All right. Chloe, you've been out for a minute. Yeah, I, you, you've I've been, been out.
2: gone for <laughs> a year and a half. Uh,
1: even with the wait time and self-checkout lines being shorter, shoppers are engaging with products offered at the front of the store at a higher rate. So that's one thing, too. It's a great merchandising opportunity for last-minute stuff. It also says large retailers like Albertsons and Walmart have accelerated their rollout of self-checkout terminals in recent years, in some cases establishing stores that only offer self-checkout terminals.
2: I can't imagine that.
1: What? Well, yeah, I mean, especially if you got huge orders. I mean, I see that the self checkouts is more of like 15, 20 items at the most. But if you got shopping carts full, which, I mean, we talked about it last week, you know, the shopping trends are kind of changing. People are shopping and bebopping around different stores That's more, true. so the baskets aren't as large. That's so true. I guess that is going to ch- kind of change some stuff up.
2: Yeah, if I have a large order, I'm going to go, I want somebody to check me out.
1: Yeah. I'll check you out. <laughs> I know the code for grapes and bananas.
2: I do too now. Three three
1: three eight three six is the UPC code right. for iceberg lettuce. I remember that from when I was 15. Wow. Isn't that crazy?
2: Hasn't changed.
1: No, it's universal product code. It's been that for iceberg lettuce. I mean, that one, that's the generic one for all of them. I mean, some companies might have a different brand or their own, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. That's <laughs> Organics the number. and all that. Yeah. All right, so a while back we talked about, and it's still in progress, but the uh, Kroger and Albertsons merger is still kind of out there. Nothing's really happened yet. Uh, But this article from businessinsider.com, Gloria Dawson wrote it April 25th. Headline, Amazon could buy hundreds of grocery stores being divested by Kroger and Albertsons, according to a top research firm. Remember we talked about that. uh, I believe it was Mr. Jassy.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. The
1: uh, CEO, he was talking about you know, have more brick-and-mortar stores because the true. whole foods thing wasn't really happening. So. Yes. I don't know. We kind of had a little uh, inside action from listening to the podcast. Well, actually, no, we were doing the podcast.
2: Right, right. I guess when I re-listened <laughs> to it, I was like,
1: oh, yeah. Uh, so a couple nuggets here. Kroger and Albertsons are trying to complete a giant grocery merger. Uh, the companies are divesting hundreds of stores as part of the deal. Uh, this presents an opportunity for Amazon to swiftly build physical scale in the grocery business. So those are the highlights of it. Uh, Amazon could buy hundreds of grocery stores being divested by Kroger and Albertsons, giving the internet giant's physical retail efforts a major boost, according to a top research firm. Now, I will say, at the very end of the article, it says it's speculation. Okay. They don't know that this is happening. They're just saying it could be a good thing.
2: Well, if it's out there, that's, that's what going to happen. And you know <laughs> as
1: well as I do, we would always hear scoop from the vendors. Yes,
2: the vendors knew.
1: They knew. They, they'd come up to you and say, hey, I heard you're transferring. Yes, and you're like, no. That
2: has happened Next to me Next day, you're a getting transferred. Times. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and then before I know it, uh, Liz, you're being transferred. So
1: if you want to know the truth, ask a vendor. <laughs> They'll tell you. Uh, earlier this month, Amazon CEO Andy Jassy highlighted the grocery business in his annual shareholder letter. The company has struggled in this part of the retail sector for years. Its $13.7 billion Whole Foods acquisition from 2017 has not gone well, and the grocery chain laid off hundreds of employees recently. We know that. Uh, Amazon has also shut some Amazon Go and Amazon Fresh locations, but Jassy is not giving up. I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Jassy ain't giving up. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, to have a larger impact on physical grocery, we must find a mass grocery format that we believe is worth expanding broadly, he wrote in this letter. So... Yeah, this is going to happen. While adding that Amazon needs a, quote, broader physical store footprint, given that most of the grocery shopping still happens in physical venues. And I actually read something earlier, too. I don't think I have that one here, but um, some of these Bed Bath & Beyonds that are closing are going to be a potential opportunity for grocery stores because they're about the size of a lot of those.
2: So I I thought Bed Bath & Beyond, all of them were closing. They are. Okay.
1: No, but as far as, like, Like some of the locations might be perfect locations for grocery stores to pick up in. Um, There was, we've talked about this in the past, but this is a, just proves that we're ahead of the schedule. Uh, April 27th, CNBC.com, Mr. Mike Winters. Grocery shrinkflation is worse now than in any other period in memory, says expert. Here's three ways to avoid it. If you keep tabs on grocery prices, you probably aren't surprised to hear they've risen 20% in the last two years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plus, if you listen to this podcast, you know that. Uh, But there's another type of inflation you might not have noticed in the grocery store aisles during that time. Shrinkflation. Yes,
2: we've been talking about that. It's finally
1: mainstream. Otherwise known as downsizing, uh, shrinkflation describes how companies subtly decrease the size of a product without reducing the price. The packaging often remains the same, except for hard-to-notice changes in the product's labeling. There is a part of this that made my jaw drop. Uh, shrinkflation comes in waves. Edward Dworski, founder of Mouseprint, a website that tracks instances of shrinkflation in groceries, and it tends to be worse in times of inflation as we have now, which makes sense. Uh, cases of shrinkflation are on the rise, according to Dworsky a former television consumer reporter who says he's been tracking downsized products for decades. So this man knows.
0: Wow. Uh, In 2022
1: and into 2023, I'm seeing more examples of products being downsized than in any other period in memory. So this man knows shrinkflation. Uh, These changes aren't announced by manufacturers, however, making it impossible to say exactly how many products are affected, which is true generally they'll say like new larger size or family size True. or whatever. They they never say new smaller amount. <laughs> well, one of
2: the things that kind of messed me up was when, and I think it was a little bit before the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, the ounces in a cake mix.
1: Oh yes,
2: went down. So like you you know look for recipes online yep. and it would say you know
1: you're right that that was habit. Get a
2: um. 16-ounce box of brownies, and and it's like 11 ounces. Right.
1: That's significant when you're baking as a science. Yeah. So
2: it's like, wait a minute. Do I have to do math now?
1: I agree. (laughs) So uh, he also relies on reader submissions as well as his own research in the shopping aisles. And recent instances of shrinkflation listed on his page include a carton of Pepperidge Farm Milano cookies that decreased from 6.25 ounces to 6 ounces. And just think about the number of packages. If you're saving a quarter of an ounce per package out there. But here's a question I have. Why didn't they just start at six to begin with? Why would you go 6.25? Right. Can't you just make it an even number? (laughs) Come on. Uh, Colgate Total Deep Clean Toothpaste, which I bet you a lot of people don't realize. Uh, And the price has gone through the roof on toothpaste. But it's downsized from 5.1 ounces to 4.8. That's a couple teeth brushes. Uh, Various varieties, that was almost fun to say, various varieties of vegetables, of green giant frozen vegetables, have downsized from 10 ounces to 8 ounces. Ah. The volume of Unilever's Dove Body Wash has been reduced from 24 ounces to 22 ounces to now 20 ounces. So they've gone down a couple times. Hmm. And you'd think it's got a... I don't know if they're using different sized bottles. See,
2: I was just thinking about, like, the toothpaste. Yep. I think now, I could be wrong, so...
1: It's honesty um, day, so I'll be honest if you are.
2: But because of the way the shelf is spaced out for certain items, I think the tube is smaller in the same they size box. They keep the box, box, yes. And then when you have resets, is it because of the boxes getting a little bit smaller?
1: No, I th- I think you nailed it in the first place. It's the same size box, small size tube, smaller tube inside. You're not going to know that. Right. I mean, you're going to sit there and see Aquafresh went up a buck... And you're like, all right, well, I'm good. And then you take it out of the thing, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> that, where'd it go? It went down the drain. Um, shrinkflation is most common with paper products, candy, orange juice, cookies, breakfast cereal, and snack foods like potato chips, which we've all complained about potato yeah. chips for years. Now they're just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. They, they don't even care. Mm-hmm. Uh, a variant of shrinkflation is skimpflation, which we've talked about too, which is a reduction in the quality of the product, usually through using cheaper or fewer ingredients than before. This is the uh, the thing that freaked me out. A recent example of a recent example of skimpflation is the dilution of active ingredients in store brand cough syrups, so that you have to consume twice as much oh. to get the same dosage as before. Oh. That's crazy. And I don't think they should be messing around with medicine and no. stuff like that either. Uh, unfortunately, skimpflation is perhaps the most difficult form of, pr- of price inflation to track since the exact quantity of ingredients often isn't listed on the package. Mm. And he uses this great example, and I remember this as a kid. Uh, two scoops of raisins in Raisin Bran. Well, how big is the dang scoop, said Dworsky, ah. pointing out the difficulty in knowing whether there's fewer raisins in the cereal compared with previous versions of the product. And it is Raisin Day. Isn't that weird how this all works? Uh, How to avoid shrinkflation, and we've talked about that in the past. And I'm not going to read this verbatim, but um, the the price tag on the shelf, shop unit price, Mm -hmm. the unit price will tell you. And there are sometimes some deceptive things where it's by the ounce ounce. or by the pound. Right. Um, But we've talked about it before. Those Badia, Badia, I think it's Badia spices. Uh huh. I don't know if that's a a global product or name brand or nationwide or not, but it's a cheaper form of spices. And if you look at the unit price on that per ounce or or, or whatever, regardless, it's significantly cheaper than the McCormick brand.
2: I always, if, if and it's the same stuff, if I shop in a store that carries it, I would go to that
1: first. And I would imagine any spice other than the McCormick's of the world is going to be cheaper.
2: And you get more.
1: Oh, it's crazy. And it's just
2: as good. I mean, the quality, I've never heard you say
1: this basil sucks. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's just something, especially now more than ever, you really need to look at that unit pricing thing because that's going to tell you a more accurate picture of what you're actually paying for the actual product versus, you know, the packaging um, and, and the shenanigans they're doing with the sizes on the outside. I mean, the box cereal is the same. It's got two less ounces in it. You're not going to be able to tell.
2: What well, is it just my imagination or has cereal gotten smaller
1: the cereal boxes?
2: No, the actual the cereal
1: itself. Well, sh- 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 shrinkflation, whatever you call it. That's skimpflation. It's probably because of the ingredients, too. I don't know. We don't eat that much cereal anymore. No. It,
2: well, it's some concerning stuff on the boxes. Yes, so all I, that
1: GMO stuff. Kind of, Yeah. Just raise chickens at the house and eat eggs. <laughs> That's what you got to do. So, All right, I think that pretty much wraps up the retail roundup. We had more layoffs. The economy stinks, and uh, we can't find help. Hey, everybody. Life's great. Uh, Just being honest on National Honesty Day. Now I'm just kidding. We're not going to give up the fight. We are retail rangers. We are here to serve until we're replaced by robots. (laughs) Thank you very much. And uh, hey, by the way, quick stat, uh, 387 downloads in the last 30 days, up 39% over the prior period. We're at 5,283 downloads all time. So. Along with that continued support, we do want to give you the one shopping list that we ended up finding this week. Um, It's not good. No, it's not good. Let me see. Shopping list. Where are you? Album. I've got a whole album of shopping lists in my (laughs) phone. So when I pass on and people get my phone, they're going to be like, this guy's a freak. All right, here we go. Parmesan. Sauce. Gluten-free pasta. What are they making? Come on. And then you got... Cotton pads. And on that note, folks, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Peace. Peace. i Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger.
0: You've been listening to Worker Retail Ranger.